Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's David Cox. Bless you. And I'm Josh Matheson. Is that in homage to me being stuck here in England when I'm meant to be on a cruise ship because I've got COVID? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks yeah. for that. Thanks for rubbing it in. Really enjoyed that. It's like you rub the virus into your skin. Oh, I literally had no symptoms as well, apart from a runny nose. So I just thought it was my hay fever. And then they were like, mm. oh, you have to do a COVID test before you go on the ship. And I was like, okay, yeah, no worries. <laughs> and it's literally the sometime. day before we let, I know, I know. I've managed to avoid it for two and a half years. Mm. It was always it was always on the horizon. It was always going to. He be. is the last of us to fall. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, at least it means that here I am, able to record with you, lovely people, rather and than that's out the on most the fords. Important thing: gallivanting with gnomes or whatever it is that Norwegians have in their folklore. I think it is yeah. elves, isn't, isn't it? it? Is it elves? It's Icelandic do gnomes, don't they? Or yeah, but the um, Norwegians do as well. They have those little like gremlin-looking ones with the. Oh, cool. yeah. I would, would they just got a nose and no eyes. They're yeah. they're like these little kind of like gremlin things. They definitely have them. They they have the figurines in all of the tourist shops. Oh, yeah, cool. you can buy them. So they they're also I think in their folklore. So, yeah. Anyway, we're off topic. We are looking this week at chapter 21, which is The Attack. I don't know if you guys remember what happened last week. Not a clue. Long John Silver turned up at the garrison to parlay and turned up with his little white flag and his general. They had a little chat with the captain. He said, right, give us the treasure and we'll either leave you here and tell the first ship that we see that you're here and they can come and get you or... We will give us the treasure and we'll take you and leave you somewhere or something. It was one of the other things. And basically, Captain Smollett turned around and went, you're not fooling me. I get a counter-proposal. I put you all in handcuffs and I take you back to England to hang. Because he called their bluff and said, you can't navigate and sail the ship without us. You're stuck here as well. And... Mm. It's not happening. But what also Long John let slip was that Billy Gunn is walking... Ben! Ben Sorry, Ben. Gunn. Billy Gunn. Ben Gunn. Sorry, I knew I was going to get a name wrong. There's too many Billy people Gunn in this a, book. Billy Gunn is a better name though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, it's Billy Bones, isn't it? We've already had a... Oh, yeah. that's not getting mixed up. So Ben Gunn has been out... Ben Bones. ...on extracurricular activities and killing pirates off mm. in their sleep. Apparently so. Yeah, <laughs> Caving like, their heads Maybe in, he was apparently. sleepwalking. <laughs> Stealth gun. Yeah. So Long John's kind of let it slip that he's kind of a bit worried, actually. He thinks that it's Captain Smollett and his men who are sneaking out at night time and picking off his men one by one. So he's kind of shown his hand there that he's a little bit worried... And not as all powerful as he's kind of trying to make out he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I we we kind of left it that we liked Captain Smollett. He showed a lot of stiff upper lip and backbone in his dealings with. Yeah, and and gotcha. I, I remember actually what happened was is that um, Long John tried to leave with his dignity, going "You'll rule the day," and then fell over several Hello, times on his <laughs> way out as well because he couldn't climb over the fence. That's right. So he I, ma- I imagine it being like um, like Nick Frost trying to climb over the hedges in Hot Fuzz. Yes, oh, that's yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Yeah. That's what was in my head. 
Oh dear. So this one's called the attack. So I don't think we're going to win any prizes for guessing what's going to happen in this chapter. Uh, Probably we have a. There's not really the, any. It's it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a picture of, of guns out windows. Yeah. yeah, we've got a picture here. We've got guns four got men with we. muskets pointing them out of windows, obviously looking for enemy and shooting at them. Um, someone there's wearing an eye patch. Don't know who that is. Isn't it mad that we could probably lie what's in the pictures just to throw people off the scent? <laughs> only only premium premium. Yeah, Santa Claus is giving the Easter bunny a, a, yeah, a gift. And, it's and, really and, odd. And, and they're all spinning around and they're all wearing green clothes and eating a chocolate bar. Made and there's of a cheese. disco ball. <laughs> yeah. Why is there a disco? Ball? What's going to happen? <laughs> oh, well. So we jump in and see who's attacking who, because I have a yeah, feeling well, it's probably the pirates attacking the garrison. I doubt that Captain Smollett and Outlaw are going to leave the safety of their fort to go and attack the other people. It could be a bunch of rabid wolves diving in mm. to join the yeah. party. No, that's true. Can't rule it out. Who knows with these books? Chapter 21. The Attack. As soon as Silver disappeared, the captain, who had been closely watching him, turned towards the interior of the house and found not a man of us at his post but Grey. It was the first time we had ever seen him <laughs> angry. Quarters! he roared. And then, as we all slunk back to our places, Grey, he said, I'll put your name in the log. You've stood by your duty like a seaman. Mr. Trelawney, I'm surprised at you, sir. Doctor, I thought you had worn the king's coat. If that was how you served at Fontenoy, sir, you'd have been better in your berth. The doctor's watch were all back at their loopholes. The rest were busy loading the spare muskets, and everyone with a red face, you may be certain, and a flea in his ear, as the saying is. The captain looked on for a while in silence. Then he spoke. My lads, said he, I've given Silver a broadside. I pitched it in red hot on purpose. And before the hour's out, as he said, we shall be boarded. We're outnumbered, I needn't tell you that. But we fight in shelter. And a minute ago, I should have said we fought with discipline. <laughs> I've no manner of doubt that we can drub them if you choose. Then he went the rounds and saw, as he said, that all was clear. On the two short sides of the house, east and west, there were only two loopholes. On the south side, where the porch was, two again, and on the north side, five. There was a round score of muskets for the seven of us. The firewood had been built into four piles, tables, you might say, one about the middle of each side, and on each of these tables some ammunition and four loaded muskets were laid ready to the hand of the defenders. In the middle, the cutlasses lay ranged. "'Toss out the fire,' said the captain. "'The chill is past, and we mustn't have smoke in our eyes.' The iron fire-basket was carried bodily out by Mr Trelawney, and the embers smothered among sand. Hawkins hasn't had his breakfast. Hawkins, help yourself, and back to your post to eat it, continued Captain Smollett. Lively now, my lad. You'll want it before you've done. Hunter, serve out a round of brandy to all hands. 
and while this was going on, the captain completed in his own mind the plan of the defence. Doctor, you will take the door, he resumed. See, and don't expose yourself. Keep within, and fire through the porch. Hunter, take the east side there. Joyce, you stand by the west, my man. Mr. Trelawney, you're the best shot. You and Grey will take this long north side with the five loopholes. It's there the danger is. If they can get up to it and fire in upon us through our own ports, things would begin to look dirty. Hawkins, neither you nor I are much account at the shooting. We'll stand by to load and bear a hand. As the captain had said, the chill was past. As soon as the sun had climbed over our girdle of trees, it fell with all its force upon the clearing and drank up the vapours at a draught. Soon the sand was baking and the resin melting in the logs of the blockhouse. Jackets and coats were flung aside, shirts thrown open at the neck and rolled up to the shoulders, and we stood there, each at his post, in a fever of heat and anxiety. Oh, that sounds horrible. It suddenly sounds like the tropics again, doesn't it? It's just weird. This island seems to like... They can't decide from... what, where they are. No, yeah. I know. It's, it's almost... Do you think they did it to... really hot. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like they did it... Did they do it to give it this kind of magical quality of like, you can't place mm. it because one minute it's really grey and cold and bleak and then another minute it's tropical sun and heat and hot and humid. Or Robert yeah. Louis Stevens has never left the UK. Yeah, it's not got a clue how, <laughs> how, how weather works. I mean, to be fair, this is how weather sometimes is in a UK summer. You go from great, well, sure. bleak, and horrible one day to like raging sun and ridiculous. Pretty much like next. this week. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like... yeah, I literally looked out the window and I was like, "Oh, quick, the sun's out. Let's go and take the dog out for a walk." Walked out the front of the house, and the front of the house was raining, and the back of the house was raging sun. <laughs> I was like, "Make it make sense." Classic. Make UK. it make sense. Yeah. This make it, it was ridiculous. Like grey, huge grey clouds and like heavy rain at the front. Mm. Pure sunshine out the back. Bonkers. An hour passed away. Hang them, said the captain. This is as dull as the doldrums. Grey, whistle for a wind. And just at that moment came the first news of the attack. Hmm. What does Joyce sound like? Is he generic pirate? I mean, well, Joyce is a girl's, like, can be a girl's name. Of course. So can we give him, like, a high voice? Who said the name him, of a local wine voice. bar near me? Is, oh, it? is it? Joyce. So can you give him like a snooty falsetto? <laughs> a snooty falsetto? Yeah, like a Kenneth Williams. Oh, could you make him like of... Kim Cattrall? <laughs> can you make him like Kim <laughs> yeah. Cattrall in um, uh, um, Sex and uh, the, the City? I've Except never seen like, sex... harsh American lady voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. You can make lady him voice great. Make him, yeah, make him falsetto, falsetto American lady voice. Okay, okay. <laughs> Falsetto. Oh, there's always a, a, a glass of wine is always in hand. Yes. And maybe an elongated no, an elongated, what's an elongated cigarette? A yeah. cigarette and cigarette holder. Yeah. In a cigarette holder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you please, <laughs> sir. I'm just laughing at just George's hands permanently being holding a gonna, wine and a cigarette. Be, no. <laughs> We've locked the lock in that yeah. in. I just. I'm, 
I, I don't understand how Joyce is going to shoot a gun if he's got a cigarette and a white glass in his hand. <laughs> I imagine that would be the first scene. The first scene, it'll be, it'll be silent. And then the first shot would smash the wine glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and he's like, oh, well, that's that was a reasonable. <laughs> Joyce will manage, okay? He's a good lad. <laughs> if you please, sir, said Joyce. If I see anyone, am I to fire? I told you so, cried the captain. Thank you, sir, (laughs) returned Joyce with the same quiet civility. Nothing followed for a time, but the remark had set us all on the alert, straining ears and eyes. The musketeers with their pieces balanced in their hands, the captain out in the middle of the blockhouse with his mouth very tight and a frown on his face. So some seconds passed, till suddenly Joyce whipped up his musket and fired. The report had scarcely died away, ere it was repeated and repeated from without in a scattering volley, shot behind shot, like a string of geese, from every side of the enclosure. Several bullets struck the log house, but not one entered, and as the smoke cleared away and vanished, the stockade and the woods around it looked as quiet and empty as before. Not a bough waved, not the gleam of a musket barrel betrayed the presence of our foes. Did you hit your man? asked the captain. No, sir, replied Joyce. I believe not, sir. I love that um, Joyce is getting drunker with each yeah. line that he speaks. Look, by this point, it, it, wine number five, I think, yes. is where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Mm. It's only like midday. I mean, if as well. they did have, I suppose, if they did have wine in that shack, then that would have happened. But that's that's we, we've created an inaccuracy there. That I think that one of the whole points is a lack of supplies. Yeah, Maybe he had his stash. Yeah, look, if, Maybe if, if brandy, the, it's brandy. It, if Livesey can have a little bit of Parmesan cheese stuck down his yes. top, then I think you know <laughs> Joyce is going to have a couple of bottles of wine. <laughs> Load his gun, Hawkins. How many should say there were on your side, Doctor? I know precisely, said Dr. Livesey. Three shots were fired on this side. I saw the three flashes, two close together, one farther to the west. Three, repeated the captain. And how many on yours, Mr. Trelawney? But this was not so easily answered. There had come many from the north, seven by the squire's computation, eight or nine according to Gray. From the east and west only a single shot had been fired. It was plain, therefore, that the attack would be developed from the north and that on the other three sides we were only to be annoyed by a show of hostilities. But Captain Smollett made no change in his arrangements. If the mutineers succeeded in crossing the stockade, he argued, they would take possession of any unprotected loophole and shoot us down like rats in our own stronghold. Nor had we much time left to us for thought. Suddenly, with a loud huzzah, a little cloud of pirates leapt from the woods on the north side and ran straight on the stockade. A cloud. You've got to love uh, the element of surprise being ruined by everyone going, huzzah! Uh. (laughs) And then running out like, you're still miles away from the enemy. Why are you shouting (laughs) as you break cover? You don't shout until you've, after you've shot them. Stealth. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds to me like these guys are pretty amateur. There's no, yeah. there's no sort of like stealth crawling going. Shh. Yeah, no. It's fine. 
Again, exactly. I'm doing visual things, but you know. No. I just noticed what you flagged up, show away a little cloud of pirates. That's such a, a great like, yeah. description of a horde of Is that the collective name little, for pirates? Yeah, cloud apparently a cloud, a cloud of pirates. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, in a cartoon when they have a fight and it's just like it's just a cloud. Yeah, the cloud and, and limbs. You, you see like uh, limbs yeah, coming, yeah, out. coming out, like the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Yeah. At the same moment, the fire was once more opened from the woods, and a rifle ball sang through the doorway and knocked the doctor's musket into bits. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, we should start doing foley in this. It'd be great. The boarders swarmed over the fence like monkeys. Squire and Gray fired again and yet again. Three men fell. One forwards into the enclosure, two back on the outside. But of these, one was evidently more frightened than hurt, for he was on his feet again in a crack and instantly disappeared among the trees. And there's a, a picture. Yep. There it is. It does look a bit like the trenches, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks it's a bit fire outside. This yeah. guy here just holding his head. There are closer than they have in my mind's eye. Yeah, they are actually. But still too, not close enough for a hazard, I don't think. No. Two had bit the dust, one had fled, four had made good their footing inside our defences, while from the shelter of the woods seven or eight men, each evidently supplied with several muskets, kept up a hot though useless fire on the log house. The four who had boarded made straight before them for the building, shouting as they ran, and the men among the trees shouted back to encourage them. Several shots were fired, but such was the hurry of the marksman that not one appears to have taken effect. In a moment, the four pirates had swarmed up the mound and were upon us. The head of Job Anderson, the boatswain, appeared at the middle loophole. Atom! All hands! All hands! He roared in a voice of thunder. At the same moment, another pirate grasped Hunter's musket by the muzzle, wrenched it from his hands, plucked it through the loophole, and with one stunning blow laid the poor fellow senseless on the floor. Meanwhile, a third, running unharmed all around the house, appeared suddenly in the doorway and fell with his cutlass on the doctor. Our position was utterly reversed. A moment since we were firing under cover at an exposed enemy, now it was we who lay uncovered and could not return a blow. The log house was full of smoke, to which we owed our comparative safety. Cries and confusion, the flashes and reports of pistol shots, and one loud groan rang in my ears. Out, lads, out, and fight him in the open! Cutlasses! cried the captain. I snatched a cutlass from the pile, and someone, at the same time snatching another, gave me a cut across the knuckles, which I hardly felt. I dashed out of the door into the clear sunlight. Someone was close behind, I knew not whom. Right in front, the doctor was pursuing his assailant down the hill, and just as my eyes fell upon him, beat down his guard and sent him sprawling on his back with a great slash across the face. Oof. Round the house, lads! Round the house! cried the captain, and even in the hurly-burly I perceived the change in his voice. Mechanically I obeyed, turned eastwards, and with my cutlass raised, ran round the corner of the house. Next moment I was face to face with Anderson. He roared aloud, and his hanger went up above his head, flashing in the sunlight. I had not time to be afraid, but as the blow still hung impending, leapt in a trice upon one side, and missing my foot in the soft sand, rolled headlong down the slope. When I had first sallied from the door, 
the other mutineers had been already swarming up at the palisade to make an end of us. One man, in a red nightcap, with his cutlass in his mouth, had even got upon the top and thrown a leg across. Oh, is that a bit like, like Smee wears a little hat like that? Yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah a little, a little yeah. Smee hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it could be a crossover. <laughs> it could be. This is Smee. He's there. This is Smee. <laughs> this is Smee. <laughs> Well, so short had been the interval that when I found my feet again, all was in the same posture. The fellow with the red nightcap still halfway over, another still just showing his head above the top of the stockade. And yet, in this breath of time, the fight was over and the victory was ours. Grey, following close behind me, had cut down the big boatswain ere he had time to recover from his last blow. Another had been shot at a loophole in the very act of firing into the house and now lay in agony, the pistol still smoking in his hand. A third, as I had seen, the doctor had disposed of at a blow. Of the four who had scaled the palisade, only one remained unaccounted for and he, having left his cutlass on the field, was now clambering out again with the fear of death <laughs> upon him. Fire! Fire from the house! cried the doctor. And you, lads, back into cover! But his words were unheeded. No shot was fired, and the last boarder made good his escape and disappeared with the rest into the wood. In three seconds nothing remained of the attacking party but the five of them who had fallen, four on the inside and one on the outside of the palisade. The doctor and Grey and I ran full speed for the shelter. The survivors would soon be back where they had left their muskets, and at any moment the fire might recommence. The house was by this time somewhat cleared of smoke, and we saw at a glance the price we had paid for victory. Hunter lay beside his loophole, stunned. Joyce, by his, shot through the head, Ooh. Never to move again. Ooh. Oh, man. Nope. He shouldn't have had all that wine. That's probably what it was. While right in the centre, the squire was supporting the captain, one as pale as the other. The captain's wounded, said Mr. Trelawney. Have they run? asked Mr. Smollett. All that could, you may be bound, returned the doctor. But there's five of them will never run again. Five, cried the captain. Come, that's better. Five against three leaves us four to nine. That's better odds than we had at starting. We were seven to nineteen then, or thought we were, and that's as bad to bear. The mutineers were soon only eight in number, for the man shot by Trelawney on board the schooner died that same evening of his wound. But this was, of course, not known until after by the faithful party. And that, gents, is the end of chapter and end of part four. Ooh. Oh, end of a part. Ooh. End of a part. So, I mean, they've done well here. We, we, we did know that they had the stronger position because they had a structure to stay in. You're always at an advantage when you are Heights. the party yeah, being yeah. attacked rather than the party attacking. You're always a lot more exposed as the attack. Yeah, they've got the higher party. ground and also they, you know, the the pirates had to shoot through the little hole, the loopholes in the thing where they had, like, to fire out from there much more. Well, and they're also having to, like, climb obstacles and actually get to the people they're trying to 
kill whereas the people who mm-hmm. are inside are like going well i don't really care if you come or not because i'm not the one who's trying to attack but quite a quite a dramatic chapter it's quite enjoyable yeah i mean on the stage i think yeah it would be yes. yeah. be interesting to see how mortally wounded the captain is because they've said he's wounded but they've not said how badly oh sure I mean, he's still speaking and he's still standing, so hopefully it's just a scratch. Tis but a scratch. But um, a scratch. But a flesh wound. <laughs> Joyce is dead and Hunter's injured. I know. I was, I was enjoying Joyce's voice as well. Joyce's voices, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I'm glad we put we sent him out on a bang, though. I'm glad we, we gave did. him an identity. Quite literally. Away with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right in the head. Yeah. Go, That's yeah. how he died, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the head, but with a, with a pinot in one hand and a fag in the other. It was beautiful. I mean, to be fair, yeah. at least it was a quick way to go not like the guy on the schooner who's been in agony for the last two days or whatever bleeding out really slowly in fact it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I, i'd like to think it's like gangrene setting in yeah exactly like, just septic and just like oh. eating, eating by all the rats just like just literally just going right well just put some brandy on it well we've done all we can do <laughs> like, <see> what happens. <laughs> should we try and seal it with candle wax yeah yeah no, why not brand him yeah we'll see we can give him leeches we'll see what happens Guess what? The next chapter's called. Also, the name of part five. Part five. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just see if we can move this story forward and say part five is going (laughs) to. Part five, let's say, like getting the treasure, finding the treasure. Getting the treasure. Okay. Okay. And chapter 22 is going to be Long John Silver licks his wounds. Brilliant. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to say Ooh. the next part's going to be called Journey to the Centre of the Island. Don't know why. Because I feel like I need to see some Starring Dwayne stuff. Johnson. Yes. <laughs> uh, and this one's going to be called The Aftermath. Because it was called The Attack. The Aftermath. Mm-hmm. That would follow quite nicely. They are similar sort of sounding words in a Mm, roundabout sort of way. And that's not how it's gone so far. So I'm definitely going to be wrong. I mean, great. You are wrong, uh, as is Matt, because part five is entitled My Sea Adventure. With chapter 22 being called How My Sea Adventure Began. (laughs) So... I did so, afterwards. Just, started when you story. said that, I've just scrolled down and I, I have to get this picture ready just to show David because... It's a brand new this book. This is just basically. hilarious. <laughs> You've got him and Jim Hawkins in a bathtub. Yeah, like, just enough. sailing out. He's just decided, you know what? I'm just going to get in the sea because I've had enough. I'm, I'm bored. I came for treasure. There isn't any. All I've got is scurvy and pirates and I'm not interested anymore. Do you I mean, literally... They're going to send me to row around, like go around because the, they can't walk. So they're going to have to like go down the cliff, jump in a barrel and then like row around to like find some supplies. Mm. I don't know what he's doing. He it, just... lo- it, it looks like he's in a Moses basket and we're about to go into Prince yeah. of Egypt. Like, it, you know. it proper looks like a little bathtub. He's, he's sitting in a little bathtub. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand what he's hoping to find out. Like, is he just going to basically be like, do you know what? This isn't really what I signed up for. And I really want to just go home to the Admiral Bembo. So I'm just going to get in this bathtub and just row I... back to England. Yeah. Is that seriously what he's doing? I mean, that is a very 10 year old response to your life scenario. I'm just going to run home. Unless he gets sent on a secret mission. Mm, maybe. he's small. Yeah. That's what I, th- oh, that's okay. what I predict. Well, that'd be more interesting rather than just some petulant tantrum of a 10 I mean, he's got, to, he's got to go and find supplies or something. Because okay. as I say, otherwise it's a stalemate and the stalemate will probably result in them dying. 
Yeah. So... Okay, well, let's go with that. Let's pretend it's that. Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on why Jim Hawkins is sailing the seven seas in a bathtub, you can let us know on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you were involved in a crossfire fight, uh, what would your <laughs> drink of choice and what would your smoking implement of choice be, a la Joyce? Tell us on Twitter, it's at LazyBookClubPod. Um, I literally was going to say the same one. For, okay. <laughs> uh, just Some put a of, pirate square up on Instagram with hashtag justice for Joyce. <laughs> yeah. So, something about white wine on Instagram. At Club like a candle. And hashtag justice for Joyce. <laughs> We're also on Patreon where for the very small fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode and access to the videos. Uh, I will be uploading. Well, actually, you know, Patreon subscribers, you will have noticed by the time this episode comes out that I have cleared the backlog. Because with Josh being away in Germany, David being away in Shalankra, me being away on cruise ships, there was a slight backlog for the Patreon subscribers. But that has been cleared. You've gotten three episodes in one month. (laughs) So if you have missed those, go back and check those out because they're waiting for you, ready to be listened to. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Chapter 22, How My Sea Adventure Began. We'll see you then. Bye.